his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's 930 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. Brian off again. It's 29 degrees, partly cloudy skies this morning. We're expecting rain today, afternoon showers. Uh, right around lunchtime, they should be rolling in and increasing winds as well, but mild, high 44. We'll check in with Aaron coming up in just a few minutes. Here's what's happening this morning. We're starting around the world in Turkey. Severe weather complicating the earthquake response efforts. Correspondent Ibtesim Genfud reports from Istanbul. It is snowing when it's raining. It's that type of rain that really chills the bone. And you have to imagine that uh, rescuers are finding it really difficult, uh, not only to work in these conditions, but to keep hope alive that you might find survivors that make it through the rough hours in the cold, in the rain. Over 4,000 people are known to be dead. Thousands of buildings have been destroyed. Search and rescue teams from the U.S. now heading to Turkey to help out. With American flags embroidered on their chests, what's known as USA 2 is heading out from Los Angeles County Fire, along with the Team USA 1 from Fairfax, Virginia, what could be a deployment in the quake zone for two weeks or longer, searching for victims. LA County Fire Deputy Chief Tom Ewald. One of the most important things is for the people to have hope. And for us to be able to provide that hope post-disaster with the skill and, and talents that we have, the equipment that we bring. They're flying out with numerous cases of rescue gear on military aircraft heading toward Turkey. Alex Stone, ABC News, in L.A. County. We were very fortunate Monday to find little to no damage from the 3.8 earthquake here. But if you did have damage, it's not as easy as filing a claim under your homeowner's policy. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. What do you need to have your home insurance policy cover an earthquake? You're going to need to have a earthquake endorsement on your policy to make sure that everything will be covered. Otherwise, without that optional endorsement, the only thing that would be covered would be a fire or an explosion that is caused by that earthquake. David Kurz with AAA Insurance says that endorsement adds earthquakes to cover damage to your structure or belongings. How much does it cost? It differs by where you are and the size of your home and whatnot, but it could go anywhere from $50 to five, $600, depending on where you are. Mike Sparazza of TFG Insurance says that's an annual fee. Who does he recommend take a look at getting earthquake insurance? Find out online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. A Cheektowaga police officer in critical but stable condition at ECMC after he was struck by a stolen vehicle early yesterday morning. Officer Troy Blackchief was deploying stop sticks on Union Road at the 33 in an attempt to end a chase related to two stolen vehicles. Blackchief was rushed to ECMC and underwent hours of surgery. It's our mission right now 
is to make sure that Officer Black Chief gets the best care possible, that his family is supported, that our officers are supported, and that we bring those responsible to justice, which we will. Chief Dwanga Police Chief Brian Gould, both stolen vehicles have been found. One was found abandoned at a gas station at Kensington Avenue and Century Road in Cheektowaga. The other was found on Nicholson Avenue in the city of Buffalo. No suspects are in custody at this time. Crime Stoppers, Western New York, offering up to a $5,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest. The U.S. vaccine mandate here at the northern border, which has been in place for almost three years, is getting some attention from Congress this week. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. A new amendment is on the docket this week for the U.S. House of Representatives to vote on regarding putting an end to the COVID vaccine requirement for Canadians entering the United States. Longtime advocate of opening the borders, Congressman Brian Higgins submitted this amendment for consideration. Last October, uh, Canadians removed all of their COVID restrictions the United States did not. And time to get back to a semblance of normalcy at the U.S.-Canadian border land ports of entry. Uh, our economies are deeply integrated. Uh, we need each other to contribute to the respective economies. And uh, the time has come to remove the requirement uh, that the U.S. still has for incoming Canadians to be vaccinated. Bi-national families have been protesting since 2021 about this issue, like Marcella Picone, whose fiancé hasn't been able to come back to the U.S. in three years. Picone calls this wonderful news, but she isn't going to get her hopes up too high until the amendment passes both the House and the Senate. We're three years in, there's still no plan, and we don't even know if the amendment's going to pass through committee. Um, so obviously it's just a, it's a waiting game. And, you know, sadly, binational families don't want to get their hopes up because, again, if this amendment doesn't pass committee, it's not going to get to the floor of Congress. And then we actually have to start from scratch in an effort to get the land border open. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. Thanks, Max. President Biden is set to deliver his second State of the Union address to a joint session of Congress tonight. What are lawmakers hoping to hear from President Biden as he delivers his State of the Union tonight? I want to hear about, you know, gun violence prevention. Democratic Congressman Jared Moskowitz also said following the death of his father from cancer, he'd like to hear Biden talk about his cancer moonshot plan, which aims to reduce cancer deaths by 50 percent over the next 25 years. Republican Pete Sessions, meanwhile. Inflation and the border are the biggest decision-making points that the American people focus on. The White House says Biden's been working on his speech for days and will continue tweaking it up until it's delivered. Mark Remillard, ABC News. A Buffalo woman will be in the audience tonight when President Biden delivers his State of the Union address. Zanetta Everhart is the mother of Zaire Goodman, who survived the top shooting last May. Zanetta is credited with turning grief into action and helping to get bipartisan gun safety legislation through Congress last year. Since the shooting... She started Zanetta and Zaire's book club, distributing children's books about black history to local schools and libraries. House Republicans will hold a congressional hearing today on China's pressing threat to the U.S. national defense after the downing of that suspected spy balloon over the weekend. The House Armed Services Committee holding a hearing today focusing on China and its potential threat to national defense. That suspected Chinese spy balloon diverting attention from President Biden's State of the Union address tonight as House Republicans are expected to consider introducing a resolution today condemning what many in the party are calling Biden's slow response to shooting down the balloon. A spokesperson for Senator Chuck Schumer 
Schumer says an all-Senate classified briefing with Biden administration officials is set for Thursday. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. And today in South Carolina, jurors will hear evidence that a former attorney stole money from his law firm long before he allegedly killed his wife and son. Emotional new testimony at the Alec Murdoch trial, this time from a caregiver for Murdoch's mother. A good, fam- a good family, and I love working here. And I'm sorry all this happened. Shelly Smith's testimony challenges the timeline Murdaugh gave police. She says hours after the murders, Murdaugh made an unusual visit to his sleeping mother. And later, she says he tried to insist that his visit lasted about 40 minutes instead of 20. That's Andrew Dimbert following that trial. And from Beyonce to Bonnie to Bad Bunny, the Grammys. Got a boost on Sunday night. I'm trying not to be too emotional. Beyonce's record-setting night at the Grammys pulled in big numbers compared to last year, up 30% from 2022, and with 12.4 million viewers, the biggest audience in three years. The Grammys, along with other award shows, are seeing rebounds from their pandemic lows. But compared to the last pre-pandemic Grammys in 2020, the numbers are still way off. This year showed down 34% from 2020, which pulled in 18.7 million viewers. CBS points out that Sunday Night's Grammys also had its largest streaming audience in history on Paramount Plus and other CBS platforms, up 33% from last year. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. All right. So biggest in three years. That's not really saying a lot because of the last three years. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Clouds on the increase. Winds will increase as well with scattered showers developing this afternoon. Temperatures will be in the mid-40s. For tonight, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Overnight lows in the low 30s. On Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds. Temperatures in the upper 30s. Near 50 on Thursday. Windy with rain likely. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Meteorologist Andy Parker from Ask Andy is joining us this morning to talk about our wacky winter. Andy, good morning. Good morning, Susan. You know, we went from this winter wallop right back in November to what almost looks like spring in February. What is going on? Yeah, it's been quite the turnaround. And if you remember back in November, we were 80 degrees and then we switched to snow and it was on. And that happened in just a matter of a week. So the first half of November was fantastic. It was an extension of summer and then it hit and we had the second snowiest uh, November on record. We had a lot of snow there, more than 30 inches of snow. And then we all know what happened in December, right? We had that massive uh, storm right in the Christmas week, but December on a whole wasn't bitter cold. It wasn't a snowy month up until we had that blizzard. And then January, as you've seen, was much warmer than normal, although everybody forgets about that because the cloud cover was epic. We went about four weeks without a decent sunny day. And and as far as snow in uh, January goes, we had about 14 inches, which is uh, 10 inches below where we should be. So January was a pretty easy month. We start February and we're frigid. Some of the coldest air we've had in about four years but it only lasted for about 48 hours. And now we're in a two week bounce back where we're gonna see temperatures above normal and more rain than snow. It is crazy. And Lake Erie looks like it's likely to go another year without freezing over. This is really becoming the norm now rather than the exception, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's becoming more frequent where we don't see complete ice cover. We were very low, about 3% ice cover. That last cold snap we had took us all the way to 40% ice covered, most of it down by Toledo. It's the shallow end of the lake. Had we had another four or five days of the weather we had to start the month, one more week of that, we probably would have seen a lot more ice cover. The lake is ready to go. It's down to the point where it only takes a cold snap to really ice it over. But I don't think we're going to see that, especially as we turn the uh, temperature up again this week and next week. And there's no sign of going back into the freezer long term. And once we get to March, you get more daylight. The sun is at a higher angle in the sky. The odds of seeing those sub-zero numbers become less and less. So it's looking like the lake is not going to achieve 100% ice cover this year. Could they just pull the ice boom at this point? Uh, No, not yet. With 40% ice cover, um, there's still a potential that a good wind could push some of that ice to this end of the lake. And so it's really there as a protective measure for the shoreline community and then also the water intake. So until the lake really has less than 250 square miles of ice, they'll leave that in. But suffice to say, I don't think that it's going to take all the way to May to pull the ice boom this year. You know, ski areas in the traditional snow belt are well below normal for their totals. I mean, they're getting by. The skiing has been open, but it's far from a normal ski year. Is that pretty unusual? Yeah, that's very unusual for them. Fortunately, they've had some snowmaking capabilities, and they were able to utilize the the periods of cold to to kind of build up their base and then kind of keep it manicured through the warm spells. Uh, But really, it's been an unequal distribution of snow. Buffalo, the north towns, the northern end of Lake Erie has seen by far one of the snowiest winters in recent memory. And then you go to the southern tier and the winds have not shifted those lake snows into the traditional, quote unquote, ski areas. So they've only had 70 inches of snow for the entire year, where here you have the city of Buffalo running at more than 100. It is rarely that kind of a distribution. A lot of times the city will have 70, and then you'll see the southern tier sites well over 100. So it kind of flip-flopped this year. You could almost do more skiing in Buffalo than you could in uh, portions of uh, the areas to the south. It is just so strange. I mean, you're right. We had a season's worth of snow already at the end of December with that blizzard. And so we'll end with you know, a regular amount of snow, right? Even if we don't get any more. If we saw, if we did not see one more snowflake, this is already one of the snowier seasons, uh, that we snowier winters that we've had in recent memory. Uh, we've been over 100 a lot of times. 100 is pretty close to the average, so that means you get above and you get a below. But uh, we're, we're definitely above the average. And then uh, looking at what's to come, we might get a little snow this weekend, but it's not a huge hit. Uh, it'll you know tack on a little bit, a little here, a little there. Another year that I looked at that had a similar situation in November and December, where we had almost 100 inches of snow was back in 2000. And then I looked ahead and saw what, was, uh, what happened in January and February and March, and it really wasn't that shocking. Uh, there wasn't any large deviations. It just kind of, uh, you had the big hits of snow, and then the rest of the winter was kind of meh. You know, it, it was average. And uh, in the end, it was those two big events in November and December, similar to this year, that really defined winter as a whole. Really interesting. Well, do you think we could be in for an early spring? 
Ah, wouldn't that be the nice thing, right? The only trend that I've noticed, in, and this is something that I've been watching almost for the last decade. I just took the last six, six or seven years. In the last six or seven years, six of seven have been warmer in February. So since 2016, we've felt these warmer than normal Februaries. But along with that, more Marches have been colder than normal. So we've actually had two, two Februaries that have been warmer than March. So people have, it, it really have this sense of uh, a spring being strange, and February has been very strange, where it's been warmer than March. And you get this thing called sprinter, where it, you get spring and winter, this extension of February that runs into March, and it feels like a 60-day month of the same type of weather. And then April, four of the last seven, have been cooler than normal. And when we look at May, four of seven have also been cooler than normal. So the trend for our springs to be cooler and our Februaries to be milder is something that is real. People are kind of uh, feeling that, but the data bears it out. If you look over 20 years, it all averages out to be equal. But just in the recent memory, that last six or seven years, the trend of warm February, cool March, cool April, uh, definitely bears out. All right, so watch out for that. Andy, great talking with you this morning. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Meteorologist Andy Parker from Ask Andy. You'll see him all over social media. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.